Chaos ensued in a street fight tag team main event. Plus, Mako Sadamura made her impactful debut. And Noam Dar host Shah Samuels on the Supernova Sessions. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tea and Tights, a great British wrestling podcast for great British wrestling, hosted it on bodyslam.net. I am your host, the great British otaku, and this is the NXT UK Review. I am joined, as always, by the pro wrestling t-shirt champion of the world, Big Daddy Dan. Welcome. I love that intro. It never gets old. Thank you very much, sir. Um, Today, I am sat here resplendent in a Cowboy James Storm t-shirt. I am representing the Cowboy. Representing the Old West. Yeah, who's a lot shorter than I thought he was when I met him. He was about five foot ten, five foot eleven. Well, you know, they always had a couple of inches onto them. <laughs> That's what my what? No, I'm not going to go there actually. Right. Uh, so as we NXT say, <laughs> it was a very video promo heavy. Uh, it was one of the least action packed episodes, despite that chaotic main event. It was a bit of a letdown for me. This is probably the weakest show for me since since the return in September. Mm, yeah, we haven't really... Uh, not that we're going to completely state the show because there were certainly some very good points on it, but we haven't really given a, a, a somewhat more negative review uh, since, I think, about the third episode last year. Yeah, I'd agree. But... Uh, I mean, it kicked off straight away. We have uh, Sid Scala responding to a disturbance backstage. Uh, he arrives to find Mark Andrews and uh, Flash Morgan Webster coming out of a room that's, you know, had loads of, ooh, ah, bang, smacks happening inside. And when Sid Scala enters the room, uh, they, he sees Wild War has been laid out. One thing I did like about this that made it a little bit more believable was um, Mandrews having his shirt torn as he came out. It's just a little thing, but again, it, it helps you suspend your your disbelief. Indeed, and of course, a uh, uh, topless Flash Thompson, I mean Flash Morgan, <laughs> showing off his uh, body, and of course, uh, they had the mask in the hand as well, didn't they, as they came they out? Did. They had the wild boar mask. Uh, so that was you know so straight away they changed the main event uh and now eddie dennis will partner primate in the uh street fight and we'll get onto that uh, a little bit later we mentioned sid scala so we would just like to remind everybody about maria may and her what's the, go fund me her go fund me at the moment due to sid scala trying to was it um sue her for defamation of character yeah. So interesting little side note at the moment, it has just been announced in America that three of Joey Ryan's um, complaints have been thrown out. So, um, yeah, something similar will happen here soon. Exactly. I think so too. Froze's Scarlet's out of court. Out of court. Anyway, uh, it went straight into Mako Sadamora versus Isla Dorm. Mako Sadamora, she looked on from. Uh, the balcony and Kaylee Ray was looking on from the balcony. Yeah, sorry, Kaylee Ray was looking out from the balcony and uh watching Sadamora take on Isla Dawn. 
it it was I would have liked to seen uh Isla Dawn throw a few more kicks in this match because she has a legitimate kickboxing background. Uh she is also also legitimately trained in wrestling by Alistair Black. Uh so she does have this fantastic, you know, kicking style. And I think that she could have maybe had a more offense and seen a bit more of that. She landed two beautiful suplexes during the match. But she really didn't get much else other than that. I know the whole point of this was to get over Satamora as sort of like the final boss, the the big, big star coming in to help raise um, NXT UK's women division to the next level. However, she didn't. Not in this match. I don't know if it's just a case of getting used to the WWE style. I don't know if it was just she had limited time. I don't know if it was there wasn't fans. But for me coming in, having not seen that much of Satamora, I've got to say, nothing special. Yeah, she unleashed some good... I did really like the uh, scissor kick she does. Yes, the uh, Scorpion Rising. The Scorpion Rising scissor kick was absolutely beautiful, lifting up from the knee, and that that looked absolutely devastating. It looked like it will uh, finish anybody off. So I'm like, I'm there. Uh, but yeah, I just felt again. I guess it was kind of a subdued. It was this is just going to be like it was just easy. Maybe if they had made it a bit more of a match. Sadamora would have actually come out looking better than just doing it as squash. Yeah. I think she's one of these people with a lot like 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 a lot of these Japanese stars. They take they tend to be slow starters and then they really kick it up into high gear. Then they'll bring the pace back down, then they'll go into another high gear and then an even higher gear from there and it just keeps escalating from that point. But it was a squash. And I guess due to her style, because uh, she's not a power wrestler, is she? So squashes are usually better for power wrestlers. Or at least if you're not a power wrestler, have a knockout finish very quick in the match. Yeah, uh, which she don't, don't get me wrong, because that's a knockout finish, uh, the, the Scorpion Rising kick. So, how many sugars would you put in your tea for this match? Two. Sorry, two. 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 Yeah, I'm going to give it a two as well. Uh, we never, well, we always say we're probably only going to give about three maximum for typical squash matches, and we've seen better. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, come on, Satamora, I want to see more. Yes, I'm sure we will. I think, as I say, we need to see longer matches uh, with her involved because she's got that it's the fighting spirit that the Japanese are known for. So Rampage Brown is sat in a conference room. In walks Joe Coffey. Hey, what are you doing here? Oh, uh, well, you know, probably got the same message as you did to come here. Uh, and then Sid Scarlett comes on to, no, sorry, Johnny Saint comes onto the big screen. Uh, yeah, first time we've seen Johnny Saint in quite a while. Well, obviously, due to uh, the pandemic, he is being kept off site. 
He's not all. a young man. Yeah, I think so. Due to this, I think he's been kept off site at all times and uh, video conferencing him from his home. So, but it was nice to see him, and it was nice to him to announce that match for next week: Joe Coffey versus Rampage Brown, a true heavyweight clash, as he called it. Battle they both seemed so excited, didn't they? Yeah, I, th- I think they were trying to give it this. Yeah, we've been here before. We've done this before. We've kicked the crap out of each other all over. Rah, rah, rah. Uh, I think it's because they're trying to push Gallus as more of this face team at the moment rather than uh, rather than the heel team that they were prior. And I don't think it hasn't been working for me. No, not for me either. It's not. I mean, his win over Wolfgang, uh, not Wolfgang, his win over Alexander Wolf, it's, it's not been working for me. Uh, and I like to. I probably would have liked to have seen Coffee be the aggressor in this match, and then Rampage to just clean his clock on his way to building to eventually be in the main event scene with most likely Walter. I, I reckon that this is going to lead to interference from the rest of Gallus during the match. And then Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter, Oliver Smith, Ashton Carter. The very cool team coming out to help Rampage and a three on three. Be nice because that could extend the feud for a little bit. Can't see Gallus doing anything else particular at the moment apart from the um, pretty deadly. The pretty deadly. And we're, we're going to get on to pretty deadly. More in particular, the ridiculous outfits they had and wearing this time. <laughs> in just a little while. Danny Luna uh, was the next video promo. Uh, they really tried to focus on this power lifter, this power wrestler that she could be. Good video. You know, it's WWE all over. Yeah, she's powerful. We know she's powerful. We look forward to seeing her back in the ring. Yeah. Uh, next one was the video package for Valkyrie. And now, this one I liked. See, I, I, wasn't, I was a bit like, hmm, what is go? What? Uh, I didn't quite get it. Uh, is there, is, were they pushing this, a possible heel turn? I'm not sure if I got it. <laughs> well, it reminded me a lot of the um, old Alistair Black promos in NXT, um, where you'd have sort of like the very gothic candles and the sigils everywhere, sigils everywhere. And, mm. But it didn't actually explain bugger all. It just yeah. looked pretty. And I feel it was the same with this one. Um, it looked awesome. Yeah, uh- Give it to you. It did look awesome. Uh, next up was the Noam Dar Supernova Sessions, where Noam Dar opens up with some comedy dialogue, <laughs> uh, like he's some Jimmy Carr wannabe. <laughs> bad. Absolutely bad, 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 terrible comedy. It got funny when Shaw Samuels got there, though. That's up for debate. Uh, I thought I actually thought this was my favourite uh, of the uh, Supernova session so far. 
I enjoyed the first one and then they can just go away, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm not finding any pleasure from them at all. The comedy banter was badly scripted, badly rehearsed and bad. Um, I thought they did a better job than, say, Tyler Bate and A-Kid. Well, and that one, at least Noam Dar was sort of like entertaining and, and good. And in this one, he was crap. <laughs> hmm. I thought Shah was good. I, I like Shah in this one. I, I thought Shah came out, uh, came off looking really good. Uh, basically, he comes on and he's like, look, I've got some sway here. I can get you a match with. And then suddenly Sid Scott uh, comes out and says, no, you don't make matches here. Uh, but then manages to convince Sid Scala to possibly make a match between Shaw Samuels and a kid for the Heritage Cup Championship, as he called it. So this does look like it's going to be a defended trophy. Does indeed. And with this being focused around a kid again, um, my thoughts are maybe this is going to be a way of um, Supernova managing to sort of like keep putting people against a kid and then going after him himself. Yeah, I think that's what I'm looking at right now. You definitely got the known Dar a kid is going to continue on. But as I say, for me, I think that was my favourite of the Supernova sessions. I actually enjoyed the uh, Noam Dara and Shah Samuel's banter. Well, as we regularly say with wrestling, we can agree to disagree, but we still love our wrestling. Indeed. Uh, Nina Samuels was did a video promo package where she says she will uh, accept Zaya Brookside's challenge, but only on her terms. Uh, adding the stipulation that whoever loses will have to become the other's assistant for a month. Yeah, not at all like, you know, Chuck Taylor having to be Miro's butler for a month. No, not at all like that. Oh. But I'm sure if we went through uh, the history of wrestling, we could see this uh, skit over and over. Oh, it was massive in the 80s, wasn't it? The very famous one with... um, uh, gentleman Chris Adams versus um, uh, oh, what's his name? Where end up with Chris Adams' wife working for him? Um, Ronnie Garvin. Ronnie, ah, yes, yes, yeah, that's but, probably the most famous one. Yeah, it's it's, it's something that it's it's, it's been done. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a bit of a meh. Do I really care? I I only care if Nina wins. I want Nina to win. Yeah, I, I want care Nina more to about win. her at the moment. Yeah, so I would like to see that. And it might make me care about Zybrook's side a bit more if she loses. Anyway, the next video package was uh, Trent Seven regarding motivation and trying to find something to do, feeling low, needing things, and then deciding that you know he would make down to 205 so he could challenge Jordan Devlin for the NXT UK Cruiserweight Championship. You know, uh, do like this story. Enjoying Trent Seven. Uh, this is a good video package again. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing Trent slap the shit out of Jordan Devlin. Amen. 
I'm currently following in Trent's footsteps right now. Um, since Christmas, I have dropped from 250 pounds. I'm currently down to 242, and I will keep working my way down. Indeed. Uh, what's next? Next up was... Amelie. Amelie, yes. In a match against Piper Niven, and it was a squash match. And proof that Piper is definitely turning to the dark side. You think so? Well, she was in this match. She was definitely very heelish all the way through. This wasn't smiley denim jacket Piper. This was angry hair up Piper. Mm. It would be good because obviously make her make her somebody that Satamora can take on on her eventual route to Kaylee Ray. Yep. Okay, so then we go to an earlier in the week, uh, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang of Gallus were with Sam Stoker and Lewis Howley, which one was which, who knows, of <laughs> Pretty Deadly. Uh, we didn't mention that Piper won. Oh, um, sorry, yeah. Pi- de- yep. Well, we said it was a squash match. Do people really think uh, a male <laughs> squash <Marley Stoker, laughs> Piper Niven? I will give you that. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, give, I'm, I'm giving our audience sort of like uh, I'm trusting that our audience are intelligent enough to know that Amali wouldn't uh, squash. Is it Amal? Amal, yeah. Yeah. Made the mistake. Yeah. Uh, either way, Piper won. And if you were going to give this match uh, sugar in your tea, what would you give it? One and a half. Um, yeah, because I honestly thought Mako's was a little bit better. Anyway, so, yeah, I'm going to give it, I'm going to agree, one and a half. I was all ready to give him two, and then you went one, and I'm like, no, you're right. I think that might be the lowest score we've ever given. It was a bit of a no-nothing match, and Joe Coff, I mean, Joseph Connors coming out, didn't add anything apart from a 30-second distraction where... Uh, Amel got like 30 seconds of offense in. It was a meh. Yeah. Uh, as we say, uh, the next part was the pretty deadly and Galas uh, sort of like press conference sort of thing, I guess. And as I say, what, the, what have they got pretty deadly wearing? Well, I think I can answer this. I moved house in December mm. and I arrived in my new house. And one of the things it was missing was its net curtains. <gasps> I think Pretty Deadly have stolen my net curtains. Hmm. I think Pretty Deadly need to drop this, uh, what is it, Dandy Highwaymen stupid gimmick that NXT UK have put on them. And... As a much, you know, because I, you know, what would make me even more hated if they had something like a made in Chelsea gimmick? Yeah, that worked. One, it would be topical. Two, it would make people hate the fuck out of them because who likes uh, people like made in Chelsea? <laughs> um, or you could have them as golfers, seeing as everybody seems to dress as golfers normally backstage at NXT. 
They do. They love to dress as golfers in NXT UK. I think that's where Kenny Omega got the idea for his, his latest skit on AEW. <laughs> uh, next up was a Ben Carter package. Uh, ben Carter, it just looks phenomenal. He's going to be a phenomenal star. Brilliant package. So next week on NXT UK, we're going to have Ben Carter in action. Shaw Samuels versus A-Kid. Joe Coffey and Rampage Brown. I'm really looking forward to next week. It can only step up. Yeah. Uh, well, it's one, it can only step up. But look at that lineup. I mean, Ben Carter, definitely a top prospect. Absolutely phenomenal in the ring. Charles Samuel, A-Kid, another heritage match. It feels like forever since we've had a heritage match, so I'm glad that we're going to bring the heritage match back. And Charles uh, Samuels will be good in that. With his background in the sort of classic British style, mixing with the comedy aspect as well, he'll yeah. be good at that. And the power uh, against A-Kid's absolutely beautiful in ring technician. It's just going to be brilliant. And then you've got that heavyweight clash of Joe Coffey versus Rampage Brown. Now, we know it's being subdued build, uh, but as you say, maybe we can have some shenanigans. Maybe we can build it a little bit more. And, yeah, just see where it can go. Uh, next up, of course, was the main event of the evening, Primate and Eddie Dennis versus Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews in a street fight match. Uh, Now, I have an issue at the beginning of this match. What was your issue? Where the hell was Mandrix? Oh, they they basically, uh, they got, because obviously they played the music for him to come out to, but then they weren't coming out. So they went backstage and they saw that they were already being attacked. And then they uh, left Andrews backstage and took Flash into the ring so that they could start the match. I'll tell you what, I I will let our listeners into a little secret. I watched this at half past one in the morning, having attended a council meeting beforehand. It's possible I may have dozed a little bit at points. (laughs) Uh, I'm off, but uh, it was, and then of course, it was just so they could set up that uh, moonsault off the scaffolding stage. Uh, Yeah, that was impressive, I guess. That was old school ECW jumping off a high thing. Yes. Uh, I guess it served the purpose in trying to win the match a little bit more than most times. So I'll allow it. (laughs) Uh, Basically, it just all turns into chaos from their weapons. So we've got chairs, a crash helmet, and of course, everyone's favorite, the kendo stick. All of those were used a lot, but I'll tell you the thing that I thought looked the gnarliest out of everything, and that was when um, Eddie Dennis was whipping, absolutely whipping Flash Morgan Webster with his belt. That oh, yeah. Tore him up. Well, they were all torn up by the end of it. They just so... Their, their bodies... Uh, I, I didn't envy them in any way, shape, or form in this match because... They're all so pale white, and <laughs> because of that, oh, those bruises and those gashes and those, uh, yeah, just flesh was torn apart, and it's gonna it's gonna hurt to shower for the next month. 
Well, I don't know. It's going to hurt to shower for at least a few days anyway. They're going to feel how cold it is when they go outside. They are. Uh, eventually, uh, due to a suicide dive, sunset powerbomb flip tan- tandem offense from uh, Flash and Andrews that took out Primate, they were finally able to get a measure of revenge on Eddie Dennis. Both of them had kendo sticks and both of them just viciously, viciously attacked poor Eddie Dennis. Now, Eddie Dennis, um, brilliant wrestler, brilliant amazing wrestler. promo. Mm-hmm. Or do you like a stick insect? Yeah. He looked like he was like some kind of giant praying mantis with, with, with limbs everywhere. He's so, there's not an ounce of body fat on him. Yeah, and uh, I just wanted to actually make that because you just reminded me of this. I have never seen a street fight where three of the participants are wearing skin-tight fucking jeans. You're just jealous because you can't get them on. You're right. I can't get them on, all right? It's just... just Well, I mean, at least it isn't everyone wearing sort of the traditional... 90s baggy jeans and a white t-shirt for a street fight yeah i mean but at least uh primate uh, looked a bit because they were all so eddie dennis flash and andrews all three of them in black skin tight jeans they look like a boy band <laughs> the only one that looked different was primate in his uh baggy cam camo yeah. trousers However, how often do you out. see people in the street putting on makeup on their face? The war paint that he had on mm. wasn't really street fight. It was very, very pro wrestling fight. Yeah, well, he wasn't going for a street fight. He was going to war. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it kind of comes down to... Flash hits a shitty-looking hurricane, hurricane Rana off on Eddie Dennis as he went for his seven-bridge move. Then got back on there and did the sent on dive to the back. Primate misses. The spear goes through a table. And then both Eddie Dennis and Primate are down on the mat for a tandem dive. You know, give them a 9.8 there for their tandem dive as Flash Morgan Webster hit a 6.30 cent on and Mark Andrews hit a uh, shooting star press for the win. High fives and stage dives. Indeed. Uh, I will go first since I made you go first on each time. and I am going to give this two and a half lumps of sugar in my tea. Oh, well, I'm actually going to be a bit more generous. I'm going to give it a three. Give me a bit of three. I mean, I, I, I can never rate street fights that these times. They're not my cup of tea uh, most of the time. Uh, but, I, yeah. Uh, it could have been... They could have all worn something sensible instead of skin-tied fucking jeans. <laughs> I think we were also spoiled with the <laughs> Red Pro show at the weekend. We were, we were. In fact, I'm, 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 I'm actually taking away another half star and giving them a two and two lumps of sugar in my teeth for wearing skin tight bloody jeans in a street fight. <laughs> so go on then. What's your overall score? 
NXT UK. You know, overall, I'm going to give the whole show a two and a half. I thought there were some nice promos there. I liked the Shah and Noam uh, bit. And there were some good video packages. But I don't. I, I can't give any justification to give it any higher than that at most. I'm, well, I'm feeling me, generous with my two and a half lumps, in fact. I think you're being generous with your two and a half lumps. And I could have given it two and a half lumps if there had been some form of Sam Gradwell involved. But as there wasn't, I'm afraid it's a two lump for me. It, it is, but uh, we might be able to add the Sam Gradwell thing to it because uh, he did a tweet out to hype up the show later in the evening. And uh, here we go. What is it? What a colossal episode of NXT UK hitting whatever device you let your brain chomp on its content from. 8pm, the WWE Network. Street fights involving beasts of the jungle, two pals having a chinwag, and Mako booting through someone's sternum like a plastic wall. Get on it! There you go. Yeah, it's redeeming, but... No, I'm sticking with me too. Sticking with me too. I think so too. Uh, and you know, I, I was I was talking about how I was feeling generous, but those goddamn skinny jeans in a street <laughs> fight. I'm taking them away. Two two lumps of sugar in the tea. I'm sorry, guys. It wasn't the best NXT UK this week, but it will be a damn sight better next week. I'm sure of it with Ben Carter in action. Heavyweight Clash Rampage and uh, Joe Coffey plus Shaw Samuels and A-Kid. I think next week is going to be a four sugar lump show and I am looking forward to it. Until then, we have been two guys drinking tea, talking about men and women in tights. Please, please do listen to our other podcast that came out this week. We had a brilliant interview um, with the owner of UKPW, the amazing, fantastic Mr. Dow Jones. It is a good interview. It explains a lot of behind the scenes, which you will find interesting, and some great stories, including one about Drew McIntyre back when he was in training. So Mm. do make a point of listening to that. Do make a point of listening to all of our Tea and Tights um, shows. We now are aiming to drop three a week with the UK Roundup, an interview, and the NXT results. Thank you so much, and I will let you wrap up, Andy. Indeed. I mean, I've only got one thing left to say. Don't feed the trolls. <laughs>